It's the Almost Perfect Podcast. Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm Bob Perfect, and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we're learning from two people. Yes, two people, once again. Uh, we're doing Robin Third Floor and Rhea Black, who are two wonderful musicians uh, straight out of the 031. And yeah, man, we, we had a wonderful, wonderful chat about creativity, art, music, life, just all the things, man. Um, manifesting destiny and a whole host of just, yeah, interesting things that are quite different to the way I see the world necessarily and the way that I work. Like, Robin Third Floor frustrates me sometimes because of how confident he is and how, like, headstrong and, like, he's just like, I'm do- no, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do the thing. This is the thing I'm doing and then that's going to happen and it's like it. And I'm just like, but how do you know? And he's like, I know. And then it happens. And I'm just like, ah. Oh. I wish I had, you know, your confidence in yourself, essentially. Because I'm like, I'm going to do this thing. And I pray to God. And I'm an atheist, so that makes it awkward. But I'm like, I pray to God this thing <laughs> works. And, you know, quite often it works. Like this little thing that we're doing here seems to be working. It's growing bit by bit. And people seem to be enjoying the Almost Perfect podcast. And uh, if you are one of the people who are listening to this for the first time, Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all those things. Um, I would appreciate it if you went over to the podcasting app that you are listening to this on and you hit the subscribe button. That would be very cool. If you're on social media at the moment, maybe you saw this on Twitter, maybe you saw this on Facebook, hit that like button. That would be cool. Maybe give it a little follow, a share, all those things, all those buttons. Hell, even leave a comment and uh, I would be super, super, super appreciative. I'm also incredibly appreciative of the patrons over on patreon.com forward slash almost perfect uh, because of them we're going to be getting merch done for the almost perfect podcast coming in may i'm going to be making some almost perfect mugs and if you are a patron you will be getting one of those mugs uh, sent straight to your mailbox so that's that's fucking exciting man that's fucking cool i'm super super grateful for everyone who has chipped in, you know, some money. Some some people have put in quite a lot of money. Some people, you know, are putting in a little bit and it all helps so much. It all, like, adds up every single month. I've been saving that money, essentially. So, if you want... Oh, maybe you guys don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about here. But Patreon.com is this thing where you can subscribe to, you know, content creators, essentially. People who are making uh, art and content, but stuff that you can't really sell... Like, I can't really sell this podcast to you, and I don't want to necessarily get advertisers involved. I hate that whole fucking shit, and would prefer to keep this um, non-advertisery uh, other than for the Patreon, I guess. Um, but that's the vibe. Like, I don't necessarily want to have to approach spo- uh, sponsors and advertisers and that. We have had on here before, I mean, I've given away a whole case of beer, and if I can do stuff like that, like if I can work with sponsors and you know, it can be cool things that I can give the audience, then that's rad. But in general, this is a listener-supported podcast. This is supported by you guys, uh, the listeners, and I greatly appreciate that because, yeah, we're getting some merch and I have just improved this rig a little bit better. I've got another microphone and some new headphones now, and you will notice that difference next week 
uh, with the episode that I did yesterday. I had a wonderful, wonderful interview with someone. I'm not going to tell you just yet who it is, uh, but yeah, that's going to come out next week. And the sound's going to be back to how it was in the beginning. Uh, we, we took a little bit of a detour. Unfortunately, one of my microphones broke midway through last year. And so we've been we've been recording straight directly off the Zoom recorder, and that's led to some unique uh, sound <laughs> quality issues. And I'm just I'm just grateful to be back. I'm talking to you right now through a Shure SM58, and I know that's not like a good podcasting mic technically or whatever, but it's the fucking golden standard of microphones. And I know that if I drop this mic. It's just going to bounce back up into my hand and probably sound even better than it did before. And I want something durable. And yeah, the Shure SM58 is one of those things. So thank you to all the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. Uh, I'm putting your money to good use, as you can see and hear. And I greatly, 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 greatly appreciate the fact that not only like... I can't believe that like so many people listen to this podcast every week now. It's constantly growing. People are sharing things. People are really like getting involved. It's becoming more and more of a thing and it's blowing me away. And like just that so many people are listening to it and getting stuff out of it is fucking cool. But that people are willing to actually, you know, put their hard-earned money into this project that, you know, I'm working my fucking ass off on. I'm working so hard in this thing but you know i'm not i don't expect anything out of it i'm hoping i'm hoping it grows i'm hoping i make some money out of this over time but yeah i definitely (laughs) don't expect anything and i'm super super grateful for all of you who have decided that you know what i'm gonna give the bob a beer a month because that's the lowest tier you can it's the buy bob a beer and buy bob a banky tier it's the one dollar tier and the five dollar tiers and you do get stuff out of it sometimes i have competitions and i give stuff away uh you can ask you can recommend guests and stuff you can ask guest questions there's a whole host of benefits and i am thinking of other things to do for that like the mugs um cool i feel like that was a long ass chat about patreon sorry about that but i do need to try and increase the income just a little bit uh considering the whole world is fucking going to shit and i don't i'm not prepared i am not doomsday prepared enough i've been telling people for years i've been like yo you need to make sure you have a safe with like 10k in cash a handgun and a passport at all times and now i don't have any of those things not even the fucking safe and uh if you could, if you could help a little bit with that, go over to Patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. Or if you've just got a handgun, just, you know, send that to me. That could be cool. That could be useful. And then I can get the money myself. Um, cool. So that, that's that. That's everything I needed to tell you, I guess. Uh, you can go to almost underscore podcast and follow us on Twitter. You can go to Facebook at the almost perfect podcast. And we are on Instagram and I've been posting content to the now because we've now finally, I say we, um, we, we, it's actually you guys, the producers and me, the, I work for you, I guess. So I'm, I'm the one doing the things and you guys are the ones paying for it. And, um, well, <laughs> where was I with that? Um, we here at the Almost Perfect Podcast are creating audiograms and putting them out onto the social medias now. So go over to instagram.com forward slash almost perfect podcast, I think. And that should work out just fine. Or just go into your Instagram app and search for Almost Perfect Podcast. And you can find some new content over there that will be coming out pretty much daily for the next 60-odd days. 
because uh, I'm doing one audiogram per episode so far. Cool. Uh, other than that, we are going to get into this podcast now. Like I said, I've, I've got a lot of love. Like, I've got a long history with Robin Third Floor. I mean, I've booked him for gigs back in the day for Outland Festival. He played my birthday once uh, with Moonchild and Ello as part of the Post Post Tour. Um, and, you know, he's, I've booked him for other gigs. He slept in my house a few times. So we've got, like, you know, a relationship. We've chatted a lot over the years. He's come to me for advice and, you know, just bounced ideas off of me and Rhea someone who I didn't know as well but like I've admired her from afar for a while I wrote about her third wave um EP a while I think it was last year for Bubblegum Club I really really enjoyed her EP and I'm looking forward to seeing the kind of music that she continues to create you know I don't think she's quite well like you'll you'll hear in this conversation like Robin's got like this vibe, he's like, I'm doing this thing, I know what I'm doing for like the next 10 years kind of thing, whereas Rhea's not too certain, she knows where she wants to be at the end, but she's not too certain how she's going to get there, and I think creatively that could lead to some interesting things, especially considering how talented she is, I mean she's going to create a diverse range of music, and uh, yeah, that's going to be fun to hear, so before you hear the music, or maybe maybe go listen to the music first, hit pause on this, go go listen to Robin Third Floor, go listen to Rhea Black, and then come back and listen to this, or you can do that after the podcast, because here it comes, it's the almost perfect podcast with, with Robin Third Floor and Rhea Black. Cool, so how <laughs> are you living, Robin Third Floor, Rhea Black, Simpiwe, Rafilwe, how are you? We're good, how we're are good, you? We're good, we're good. We're good. Yeah, like I was saying just now, I'm a, I feel like a bit of an idiot because this is the second time we're having a conversation <laughs> together um, with uh, the headphones on, with it sounding good. This yeah. time, though, the red light is actually on. Oh, my oh, gosh, okay. thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I was about to ask. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we, we've, we've had a conversation yesterday. We're going to have a similar but different one today because mm. uh, I, I fucked up a little bit. But the cool thing is we actually get to chat a little bit about last night. You guys played at First Thursdays at the Charlatan. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. I've heard, I've seen, I've seen some Instagram stories. Uh, you guys messaged like, you know, fairly late-ish in the morning today. Yes. <laughs> so, so how was it? It Yo. was amazing. It was, it was really nice and packed. It was just such a great energy. Everyone was just so happy and so supportive and just so interactive with us. And um, for me, I think I, I, I think even Roots Up can say that probably that first Thursday is in their top five. Okay. That crowd was really, it was amazing and everyone had fun. Everyone mm. and even the bartenders at Charlottesville, they were just, you uh, know. But they're, they're always having a good they're time. They're always uh, having a good they, time. They're probably having a better time than you are. Oh, yeah. They're waiting for a drink. They're always It was great. How, yeah. how was it for you? Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. Hey, um, a lot of fans in the house or a lot of new yeah. people? What was the vibe? Like, new people as well. I saw a lot of new people. Yeah. New. For me, it was um, new people, but also like a lot of people that I don't know personally, but I know on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, you know, so it was like, hey, I'm the guy who said this on your comment the other day. I'm like, what? Oh, cool. Hi. <laughs> putting, putting faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool, you know, and also just like experiencing to perform at 
at home because it's like Durban's home oh, yeah. and have like people sing along the bro. like you, you get that people knowing like, the words mm. like bro it was crazy mm. bro. like it was it was it was mad crazy you know mm. and it just reminded me why I also love you, doing this because you, you know? can actually see the impact you're having like yeah. when people exactly. are like rapping your lyrics back and they're meaningful lyrics and it's mm. like they're rapping them back to you in the same way like that like, like i put them out exactly like they're feeling it and they're like hands up just like yeah mm. bro best feeling in the world bro. Mm. best feeling in the world and for yourself similar situations totally um you know i i was like pretty early it was like at half past eight and usually like no one's drunk yet no. so it's quite hard <laughs> you, you've got to get you've got get to get the their going yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty fun people were really receptive we danced um we we we, we had a good energy we had a good vibe um they did sing along to my songs too <laughs> um uh, it was pretty fun. I had mm. I had a lot of fun on stage and also just um me being able to get my message out there about um people um having hate against the LGBTQIA community and them being receptive about that as well and supportive. It was just really fun. It was really, really fun. Yeah, I mean, we've had a really hectic you know, Tom, recently, mm. when it comes to the LGBTQA community mm. in Durban, I know you lost a friend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. recently to violence, and you actually recently put out a video, I'm a love back, mm-hmm. um, that has same-sex mm-hmm. love in it. Mm-hmm. It's obviously something that's very important to you, right? It is. It really is important. I just, it really, I, I don't understand how people just want to judge, want to control, want to be in people's way of who they want to be and who they are and I am I, I'm touched by that because I feel like there have been certain times in life where people have told me, No, you can't colour your hair, no, you can't dress up like that, no, you can't do that, you know, you just gotta stick by the rules and be this way and just it's just like I have one life. I'm supposed to like do whatever I wanna do and you can't be in the way of that and why are you in the way of that? Like, why do you care? Like, why aren't you focused on your life and living how you want to live in, instead of getting, you know, mm-hmm. getting in the way of mine? So I really want to be one of those people who uses my platform to put that message out there and to let people know that this, this is how the world is. Just accept it and live your life. Yeah, people are different. Like, yes. But we live in a society that does just want us to constantly conform mm. to its norms, even when, the, you know, those norms are alternative norms sometimes, mm. you know, because alternative culture becomes the culture, and then those norms become another way of gatekeeping people and mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but just in general, it's one of those things that, like, I hate about society is that we're intrinsically made like that mm. to, like, a group with people who are similar to us Mm. and then to other people who aren't Mm. and that's what creates so much of the conflict that we have and it's a constant conflict and it's just like if you can get past your own ego and psychology a bit and just try and understand that yeah like someone else's life doesn't necessarily affect you if you just Mm. Yeah, two dudes mm. kissing each other has got fuck all to do with you. How like, is it bugging you? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> why don't you like focus why? on yours? Just 
Biden. Yeah, nobody's kissing you. Like, yeah. there's a pro- is that the problem? Are you jealous <laughs> that like maybe right. that's uh, maybe deep down that's I, the I problem? It, I think it could also be resentment. A lot of the time, people just resent the fact that others are living their truths. Yes, yes. You know, like and other yes. people are not. Do you think that's the case? Yeah, yes. like so. Some people might be like, "I'm conforming to society." Why aren't you? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm doing, you know, things the right way. Life isn't quite going right for me, and now <laughs> I see, you know, this flamboyant guy wearing a dress and like, you know, with bright so lipstick. Yeah. Living their best life, and you just don't get it. You just you wear your grey pants and, <laughs> and you just you just you're stressed out. Life is not as happy and sunny. <laughs> yeah, man, it's. And I guess, like, both of you create music because you've been outsiders. Just for by sure. listening to your music, mm. that's something, you know, I've picked up. Like, for sure, for sure. Even just from sounds Empty Pockets make, but, like, mm. to Botella, and then now you're working on a new thing? You want to um, talk about it? Yeah. So it's from sounds Empty Pockets make, Botella, Zitande, and now um, I'm working yes. on my... Yeah, I'm working on my album, um, my debut album, Cheese Boy. Cheese Boy, yeah. Should be, should be. So... Clearly, you've probably been called the cheese boy once or twice in your life. Not once or twice, bro. <laughs> like, add a couple of zeros to that, to those numbers, maybe, you know, you get the exact <laughs> number of, like, how many times I've been called that. Why, though? Um, I guess it's it's because I was born and raised in the township, right? Um, in Blas. and But I used to go to a school out of town. Yeah, well, and that caused like a big disconnect with um in my environment my immediate environment which was in yeah. you know but also in the environment of in the environment that i was schooling in it was like oh flip this guy is not from here he's from there you know and so it was always just like a thing of uh, you know especially just from the, 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 the immediate environment side, you know. So you were um, being othered immediately, essentially, because you weren't a part of the, your culture at home, essentially. You were, yeah. you would have it, like, you know, when you're there, mm-hmm. but then when you're not there, you're a part of a different culture, and mm-hmm. so for that sure. creates a disconnect. For sure, for sure. In myself, and also just, like, with my surroundings as well, you know. So I've always just wanted to speak for those people because I feel like there's quite a lot of those people, you know, who are like that and wow you know going through that especially just post apartheid so yeah it's just been that so um my whole career in a way i've just been trying to like shed lights on those issues um with Bodella, you know even the whole term and, and owning it you know and and making it a thing whereby people can't really shy so what does patella mean it means exactly the same thing <laughs> you know and and misfit so basically it's just me being like owning those names you know i owned Bodella, now I actually want to own that cheese boy. It's almost like B Rabbit to the like finals of the you know rap battle where he's like, yeah. here's what's all wrong with me. You can't call me this and, anymore. Exactly, <laughs> bro. Exactly. That's 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 just the thing for me. You know, that was the one thing that was always just like a big part of, you know, um my life and which was just like a, a thing that I needed to address, you know, and I've I've become so confident in seeing other people who were like the same. It's like, oh, flip. So 
this is actually not just me, but it's like a thing that other people are going through also. You know, so I was just like, oh, okay. Um, let me just continue. Let me continue shedding light, you know, about it, you know, and continue also digging deep within myself to find out, like, how it's affected me because mm. I have so many stories about it, you know, and creatively putting it into the music so people out there can actually be like, oh, flip, I can relate. This has happened to me. And this mm. I guess that's something people don't think about when it comes to, when they listen to music and, like, they do relate to it and stuff. They might not necessarily think about how much you are thinking about your own life experiences and having to go through painful stuff, I guess, as mm. well. Like, you know, to come up with lyrics that hit, you know, like that sure, as sure. if someone goes, holy shit, that's my exact experience. And it's yeah. because you're actually going back into your past and like yeah. speaking of experiences you've had. Yeah. Do you find it can be a painful experience? Um, or is it more the painful like experience? Yeah, I, I feel like that's the thing. Like, the painful experience is gone. Mm. Now, like, going back, you are healing, in a way, you know, and, 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 and sort of, like, as, as you said, like, relief. It's like, okay, now I'm bringing it to light. Mm. And then I'm relieving myself of this thing that has been weighing so hard on me, you know, as a person. So, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like it's, it's painful when when I put it in the music, I feel like every time when I put something in the music, because it's cathartic. Yeah, you know, because even like with with the music, there's so many songs that will never see the light of day. Yeah. That you just written, like yeah, bro. Like, um, I, well, I've I've never shared this before, but like, um, there's a song called Rolling Stone that I released yes. a while ago. Yes, yes, yes. There was supposed to be a project that was supposed to be dropped around that time. Which had like that vibe, okay? You like know? daddy issues, like um. Well, yeah, but like daddy issues, the EP. <laughs> you know, it was basically like a very dark project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I decided like during the mix, I was like, nah, we're not going to go ahead with this, you know. And I was like, it was just music for me to get it out of, you know. Yeah, it's out of your not, system. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, not, it's a not thing to be shared with other people. Yeah, it's yeah. not a thing that I'd want, you know, piss off my, 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 my then label. Because they were for real. Like, you know, it was a thing like, how, you know? But like, yeah, for me, it, it, it gives me relief. To put it on in the music gives me a lot of relief, bro. I feel yeah. like every artist can also say that, like, just... Reliving those experiences is like a form of therapy for us. It's just we, we get to release whatever we were feeling or however we wanted to say or how we acted in that in that space and in that place. And it's it's I really think that most can say like being a musician and getting to write is like there's a little bit of therapy in that. And you feel mm. like you get to know yourself better, right? Yes, definitely, definitely. Like for one, I know um, Kelani. Every time, like she is going through like a situation in her life, because like now recently she just broke up with YG because he cheated on her. Of twice. course he did. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so funny because. On Valentine's Day, they dropped a song together, and then next week she dropped another song talking about the breakup. So I just, and me, I was just like, she really uses this platform to just like say whatever she wants to say, and like, 
Mm. Put it out there to the world and, you know, share those experiences with us so we can also, you know, if we were going through that as well, we can find this song and... But you never worried about putting yourself out like that? No, no. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a decision you have to make first when you're like, I want to do music because you can't be writing and singing about things that aren't you and yeah. you don't relate to or aren't stories that come from you like mm. i know like when you're coming up as a rapper you're like yeah mm. i'm riding around gold chains i'm rich <laughs> and everything mm. <laughs> and but eventually you start talking about real stuff and stuff that comes from you yeah so you know. I, I i also just kind of feel like um as much as that is like also a case but like um there's different reasons why people write yeah you know and i've i've i've, I've I've sort of like um, discovered this, uh, I think a couple of months ago, you know, that not everybody writes from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Like people yeah, put exactly. themselves in other people's perspective. Exactly. I mean, so, look, at, look at Kendrick. Look like, yes. example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with the riding around in the Ferrari and wah, 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 wah type of raps or, you know, music, I feel like... Because I I, I I was watching these interviews. I mean, not everyone in NWA was actually a gangster. <laughs> See, you know, so I I was I was I was I was watching this interview about rappers, and they were talking about the law of attraction. And Yang Thug, Nam Thug mentioned something there, and he was like, um, he's always used his raps to manifest. Okay. So, oh. so talking we'll talk about, about being in a like work like uh-huh. yeah, he wants to be he in wants one. to be in one okay. and. He said, um, he made an example. He was like, um, he, on this one song, he rapped about him being in a red Ferrari with like chains on all his fingers. And he didn't really have money at that time. But like, I, I think a year or two after that, he was in Miami with, in a red Ferrari with like chains, I mean, uh, rings. rings on all his fingers. You Should know. I need to start rapping about pending up my rent? <laughs> <laughs> I got my rent money, dude. Because you know what happened. I paid it to you. Yeah, you know, and, and he was explaining it, bro. Like it's like it's like it's something that's quite serious because he was saying that he even you know um avoids rapping about going to jail because a lot of people rap about going to jail <laughs> yeah, and they actually so go true. to jail. Wow, so like, I, but it's also because they're like. I killed that guy on Tuesday. Yes. I'm going to jail on Thursday. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm so, going to kill 25 guys in jail. Because, yeah. like exactly. have you even noticed that that there's people who somehow um, rap about their death and yes, actually die that way? Like Mac Miller for well, me. Yeah, like quite a few people. Yeah, that's happened to. But also, when you're rapping about getting shot. Like, that's a pretty high probability, like, if you're in certain situations. <laughs> you know, if you're rolling around with gangbangers and you're busy doing drive-bys, <laughs> chances are you might get shot. Like, but, like, like, what if that's not your reality, but then it becomes your reality, reality, you know? Well, that's actually... I mean, there are cases for that, that that has happened. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. People pretending to be gangsters being caught up and stuff and yeah. <laughs> you know you're, that's the thing. you're actually quite big with the law of attraction stuff for sure for sure what got you into it um i think for me it's when i realized that i could say things and then they could happen 
you know, um, little things, you know, like, like little things where I could be like, hey, for this test, um, I'm going to get 70, you know, just put like a, not even 70, like 60 and put like a very low and I would get that. I was like, wait, so... If I could how get much did you study? Yeah. <laughs> did you just say that and get sixty percent? I I did. I did study. That part. You know, but it's just like yeah, that I, part's also the important part. For sure, know? for sure. But like like little things whereby like I'd say something and I'd be like, you know, I want to work with that person, and not so long after that, you know, I work with that person. And for and yourself, all these things. It, yeah. Um, Are you on a similar wavelength or? Um. Um, I don't know, I, but I... Because yesterday you were talking about, like, you know, you see yourself being a superstar and that. Yes, like, yes. Um, for me, I think how I learned it um, was, um, there's a Zulu saying that says, um, which, uh, can you translate it for me? It's actually, which is the tongue um, creates, it okay. has the ability to create... Reality, so, speaking it into existence. Exactly. Uh-huh. Mm. So ever since then, I think I got it as that, and I, I think like I recently learned it's called the law of attraction. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely manifesting do, destiny. Yes, I mm. definitely do believe in it, but but sometimes I get pissed off when like some bad happens, and then I think about that time when I said <laughs> <laughs> it would happen. Yeah, the bad thing would happen. The bad thing would happen. Yeah. So I just, I just find it interesting that like, yeah, like Eastern philosophy has found its way to like rap music. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Because yes. we're there, it's like, clan, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy, and 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 the thing is, like, I, I was even telling Rafiri like a couple of days ago. I'm just like. I feel like there's so much power that we have, mm. but like, um, we don't know that we do have it. Yeah. You know, it's like slipped on. Well, I think it's self doubt is is the killer. Yeah. You know, fear mm. is the killer. Like fear is the mind killer. Yeah. But like, just looking at my own life, like I know that like I hold myself back immensely. Like that I'm capable of so much more. Mm. But like I'm always worried like that it's not gonna work or people are gonna like stuff or whatever mm. it is. You mm. know. And so I don't give stuff my all because then, you know, at least I can have that excuse of like... I knew it wasn't going to pop off. Oh, exactly. And also just being like, at least I didn't give it my all and fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Because <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, when you put your heart into something and like... It doesn't, it doesn't work. Fuck, dude. It's horrible. Yeah. Like, but now, for now... Um, you know, what my thing, you know what my, my thing is now? Um, I put my all into things, not because I want it to just happen. You know, I do want it to happen, uh-huh. but I'm also cool with it not happening. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. the process in itself, for me, is, is something that I also admire. Yeah. You know, a lot of people admire the results. It's like, you put in the results and, I mean, you put in the work because you, you love the results. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be a billionaire, bro. Mm-hmm. But, and, and then that's something that I want to be. You, you know, know, you know we're going to guillotine you, right? Pardon? <laughs> like, we're going to guillotine you. Like, you know, if you become a billionaire. Like, you know, I, I want I want to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know? We're going to have the enemies, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, right? my gosh. It's cool. it's cool, bro. It's cool. You know? Um, but, like, as much as I want the billion, 
it wouldn't make me happy if I got it tomorrow. Well, no, like it's that's not. I mean, that's a goal, but like it's not the point. Like exactly. Then okay. what's the point if I get it tomorrow? Okay. Like I actually want the process. There was I want no yeah. journey. There was no exactly. I wanna. I wanna be seen as the guy who made it from this point to this point to this point to this point and have a story you know somehow inspire be inspired mm. you know have that that mm. fascinates me because mm. i feel like that's something that people don't really put a lot of like emphasis on the actual <laughs> process of it yeah you know so yeah like if i got it tomorrow bro it was just like i don't know like it would it would be such a a mind fuck you know it's like Whoa! I don't know. Like if like, <laughs> like if I won the lottery tomorrow, like I would be able to do so many cool things. Like, yeah. but that's the thing. That's the thing for me. It would just be Project City. Yeah. Let's go. Like all the things that because I've got lots of projects like in the back burner. Yep. You know, for yep. when I've got money, yep. these are things I can do. Like, yep. but now, do you understand that it will be so overwhelming that you might not even do one of them and finish them? Possibly. Like, do you know that? Yeah, because you you can do anything. So yeah, where do you do start? It. Yeah, and, and then essentially you might not do anything. There is that possibility. I mean, also, is that the worst thing ever? Like, just yeah, being able to like, just chill. I just want like, the lotto and I just want to chill. I just, you know, I want to just live. Like, that's like, I don't want to be a billionaire. I literally just would like my rent covered every month. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. and like, you know, have some, have some healthy food <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I so, be so i'm in that situation now i feel pretty good yeah. <laughs> like, i just want to be a billionaire bro i want to have so like if you got a billion, but what, what is the why why do you want to be a billionaire what is the what is the appeal to, to that the appeal so basically this is what i believe man i believe with more you can do more sure but if you're a billionaire that's a billion people who don't have like a dollar essentially or a rand well yeah but then how many? How much money do billionaires give away? Not enough. Like that's the problem. Like millionaires can do more. Well, I would say, like a billionaire is sitting on all that money. So, like they actually showed like on TikTok. online like how different like the scale yeah, is. It's mm-hmm. crazy. A billion of anything is just too much. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. just don't need that much, and it creates a resource like deficiency so there's there has if you're going to be a billionaire there's got to be poor people wait mm-hmm. can i ask you a but question? if you want to be a multi-millionaire who gives away lots of money all the time yeah that can seems I, fine can i ask you a question though <laughs> like how many people do billionaires employ it depends but they don't here okay here's the actual answer to your well not the answer to your question but here's the real thing with that question mm. they only got that billion because they underpaid those people ah uh. Those people, ma- those, pe- those, no, those people made no, that like, money for them. That's a reality. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna have to. You have to exploit people. people. You can't, yeah. you can't make a billion dollars or billion random profits without mm-hmm. undercutting fucking everyone constantly. Mm-hmm. Everyone who works for you is getting too little if you're a billionaire. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just feel like even you... the government does it to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. So... I, I, I'm, 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 I'm uh, yeah. Let's just agree to disagree. <laughs> Dude, that's totally fine. Like, yeah. I'm just like, that's like, I like, I would like to have more money. I definitely don't want to have too much money. Like, because yeah. I do have moral issues with that. But that's just like, also because like, I read Che Guevara when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've always like, just be this little commie bastard. 
Oh man. Um, so last night was fucking dope, but like, it must be a weird one because Durban hasn't always been the best shows. Like, mm. sure, sure. Like, it's been a bit of a roller coaster mm. ride here. How do you guys mm. deal with that? Like, you know, emotionally. Like, do you know when you're going to gig? Like, if it's going to be a good one or not? Or like, are you worried about those sorts of things? Because, you know, like doing gigs in Durban is there is a lot of uncertainty a lot yeah. of the time. Even last night, you know, which popped off. Yeah. Mm. Could have not, you know, like you never mm. really know, like if it's going to be like, an absolute banger yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah. there's always going to be people at first Thursdays, but yes, not yes, necessarily yes. on the scale of last night. Mm. 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 Um, you know, I kind of like realize, like the more popular you get, maybe the more people and the more crowd you can pull, because. <laughs> I feel like Durban has the most honest crowd. Like, if you're not good, they're not going to come out. They want quality and they want something that's really going to get them out of that couch, out of that bed, to be there and enjoy and be in that space. <laughs> so, um, if you got, if, if, if the, the more you keep improving on your brand and on your performance, on your work, I think the better the crowd it will be and the, and the more people will want to be in that space and see your performances. So it's just like yeah. a process of growth. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's growth. Because, I mean, I'm sure, like, I know, like, I've seen you to small crowds before yeah. and, like, we've discussed it and, like, you know, sometimes it's okay because it's cool that there's still people there yeah. and other times it's disheartening because it's mm. like, I thought I was better than this, you know, I thought <laughs> yeah. for sure, like for me, sure. you know, I thought, and I know this as a comedian, <laughs> when I'm performing to like five people and I'm just like, <laughs> I got 2,000 followers on Twitter. Like, <laughs> like at least a hundred of you could have come. Yeah. But also, you know, you know what I've, I've, I've realized um, with just shows, because after like the a tour that I I, I, I organized last year. Yeah. Um, I realized that people people are emotional beings, bro. Like yeah. people value you. Yeah. And, and and yeah, you add some sort of value because yeah. you need to think about this. Like um, we live in KZN. Yeah. So we live in a developing country in a what I could probably call a developing province yes <laughs> you know you know so that's like yeah so if anyone's driven outside of durban for half an hour like, yeah you know, and even in durban you can say we're a developing country yeah. or a developing city yeah. 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 yeah you know so um you gotta realize that people really like put a lot of emphasis on the money they have you know it's just like yo i what am I going to do with what this money? What am I going to spend my money on? Yeah, yeah. what am yeah. I going to spend my, this money on? So yeah. you Just really kind need of to be always undercharged, like in Durban. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. like you need to be like really worth it. It's more <clears> of a culture in this city, though. I feel like it's more of a culture. I feel like in Durban. Yeah, people, people just like randomly gigs, like, you know. stroll into your gig and like it wasn't planned. Like they just. No, they just have that freedom. Yeah, they just stroll in, go to the bar, yeah. and completely ignore everything that's going on. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. But also, like with the Durban crowd, what I've realized is that Durban crowds are not necessarily like Joburg crowds. Like Joburg fans of music 
go out and look for music. It's yes. like they they yes. make the conscious effort of yes. checking music out. I yes. don't know that guy. I want to go. Yeah, whereas Dovinites will listen to you online, maybe, but like, yeah. we're necessarily. I don't know. We we we're a weird bunch because I think maybe like people are scared to go to gigs sometimes because they don't know other people, you know, because they've never mm. yeah. like they're not a part of the scene yet. Yeah, 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 like yeah. so they listen to your they hear your music online because mm. I remember like being young and like you know that was it. Like I would read Blunt magazine mm. and like read about the Winston and read about Burn and read about all these bands and stuff. Mm. And like it took me a while before I eventually went, you know, to the Winston yeah, and checked yeah. it out and mm. stuff. Mm. So I can imagine, you know, there's people out there who are digging your music, listening to it online, and, like, might see that you've got a gig coming up, but they're like, oh, I don't know anyone going to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they don't necessarily show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, that's a thing, like, the psychology of, like, cities and people in cities is always interesting to me, you know, like, mm-hmm. how it creates culture and that, mm-hmm. and, like, what creates, you know, the scarcity of Durban crowds is always something that's interested me. But mm. these days, things aren't as bad as, like, you know, they've been. Like, yeah. I'd say it's kind of at a peak. Well, peaking, like, mm. you know, more and more gigs are starting to have more and more people. And mm. it's sure. a cool cross-section of society as well, which is mm. rad. Mm. We're, we're finally becoming a bit more Joe Bergie with, you know, multiculturalism. Like yes. in Durban. Yeah. And also, I feel like um, a lot of, like, Durban people are realizing that what they like from other cities is also here. Yeah, yeah. it exists here. Like, yeah, you know, even just like with the music in itself, mm. they also have music here that is like the music they might like from someone else in like the in other parts of the country or, or overseas. overseas yeah. You know, it's like there is someone who is probably on that same lane. Mm. Well, there's someone doing their own stuff as well. You know, yeah, stuff you which know. you could actually also like, mm. you know, even more because, mm. hey, this person is... Well, how many... Oh, yeah. Like, you look at how many, like, local acts have come up in the last 10 years by mm. sounding original, mm. you know, essentially. Mm. So there is... Yeah, like, yeah, I guess there is that cool aspect to South African culture at the moment in that... It's a weird one, like the commercial versus underground side of things, mm-hmm. because you look at underground things, they become commercial. Like, I'm yeah. a piano, you look at Gorm, you look at, yeah. like, yeah, a lot of those things. So, yeah. I mean, you use a little bit of Gorm, like, with your music and that, but yeah. are you, like, we were chatting yesterday, like, you actually want to have, like, different phases, essentially, like, in sure. the sounds, because, like, if you look at sounds that Empty Pockets made, it's completely different to everything you made since. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what's your plan? Um... Yeah, for me, I just, bro, like, I just want to have fun. Like, um, I grew up sort of, like, um, being inspired by guys like Pharrell, you know, Kanye, Kid Cudi, Spook, you know, and all those guys have always been on some new project, new direction. Yeah. You know, they're taking you you on, like, a journey type of thing where it's, like, oh, Flip, there's a new whole aesthetic vibe for this and I'm actually so excited to see what this person is going to be about. Mm. Like, Pharrell has had so many phases of his career. <laughs> Kanye, too. Spook, Kanye, every too. single album was something different. Spook's just got multiple different projects from Phantasma, but took like, yeah. his own personal stuff. He's been something... He's constantly evolved. Yeah. Exactly. So, for me, that's always been a thing, you know, of mine, you know, and I've been fighting it for a while you know, to be like, okay, cool, now I'm doing it, you know, because sometimes... It must be a little scary, like, <sighs> to follow your vision. I, I, I think 
um, it's it's not as scary if you you indie, because you call the shots. Sure, but aren't you worried about it failing? Uh, no, not quite. <laughs> not not quite. You know, um, because I know the type of people that listen to my music. You know, it's people who are always. But did you wanting... know it five years ago though? Like when you were like starting out nah, with this, like nah. and you were like, I'm gonna like go these different directions and yeah, do these nah, things. Nah, but like now after like releasing the music, yeah, like releasing the music, I've realized that. Even the people who listen to my music, the type of people who listen to my music are open for me to evolve. Yeah. You know, they're not on some, hey, um, this is what you do, so we expect you to do this forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, yeah. this is what you did now. We can't wait to see what you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. But do you worry about people then being like, oh, you're just riding waves? Um, for me, it's, it's, it's never really even a wave thing because I feel like every time I release something, it's always just live. Yeah, it's different to whatever. how other people are doing. That's yeah, true. you know, so for me, it's always like I'm just surfing my own, you know, and whoever um, is listening to the music at that particular time is being introduced into my world and where my headspace is at, you know. Um, yeah, and that's just basically it for me. What is the the process with you? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> you know, what do you... The same question Bob asked. Like in terms of sound, yeah. like where do you see yourself going? Are you do you like, you know, sticking within one genre, or do you want to expand into like different eras of uh, Rhea Black? Um. Nah, yeah. If anyone can say like right now, I don't have a specific genre that I'm sp- like sticking to. I've done yeah. Guido, I've done R and B. I've done like house-ish music. Third wave was a bit neo soli. Yeah, neo soul as well. So I don't want to be limited to one genre. I, I I really want to be able to play around as well. And just this is a personal experience for me as well. Um, I feel like I'd like to get the chance to dabble as much as I can while I'm still alive. <laughs> so, um. I, I haven't had any complaints thus far, but like just like one person said, like, um, when I dropped um Mona Pansy, which is like kind of like a hip hoppy ish like yeah. song after like um third wave, they're like, bruh, please don't do this whole commercial vibe thing. <laughs> we just don't like you doing that. Just stick to the thing you were doing. And like, well, you're the only person who's going to be at my shows then. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm trying to make money off of this. So yeah. if we can put a little commercial in there, we definitely will do it. And also, it's something that you like. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right? It's not like someone had a gun, you know, to, to your head. Like, yeah. make a exactly. pop song, right? Yeah. Yes. It's like, I like the sound. Exactly. Yeah. Pop. Like, exactly. Let me, let me explore that. But like... Do you see your projects like similarly to some people where it's a vision ahead of like, a, do you have a roadmap? I, I'm going I to do this know. kind of album, I'm going to do this kind of EP and stuff. I don't. Like, for me, like the process of creating, I need to have a beat first. Okay. I need to have a beat first and I need to tell me what it's saying. And then usually from the first song, I can kind of like draw an idea of like what I'd like the project to be like. 
So, so um, you, oh, it's your bottom up, head, like nope. you're, you're top down, and then you're bottom up essentially. Yeah, I yeah. Do. You, you look at things from over and you plan it, and, yes. like that, and then you just start building, you just start taking bricks and start putting them, and then yep. you're like, mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I did not plan third wave at all. Oh. It literally, it's coherent, so it works, though. yeah. It mm. literally, we got into the studio, um, he played me the first beat, which was Clyde, and it was sounding really dope. And then after that, um, he played me um, Terms and Conditions. And then we were like, let's just make it a project. And then he played me Teenage Dreams. And I was like, oh, okay, the common theme here is love. So, yeah, it's a project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not really a planner. Um, it'll happen when, yeah, with when the first beat. Yeah, yeah. because yesterday we were chatting um, and I found out that you've got a BCom in economics and that you were at AFTA for a while. Uh Um, Obviously, the BCom helped quite a bit with the planning side of things, (laughs) I want to assume. For sure, bro. It's always, it's always, like for me, I'm I'm, I'm always just like about the strategic side. You know, it has to make sense for me, like artistically you know, um, with regards to the arts and everything, that's good. But also it has to make sense business-wise. How am I going to sell whatever that I'm going to be selling, you know, and the degree plays that role. Do you think it's been instrumental in your success so far? Because, like, you haven't just, you know, winged it. You've always had a plan and you've always, like... Yeah. Um, This is so crazy because um, you, you asked that question because... Like, a lot of people always hit my mother up on some, mm, so, why more shiman, eh? You wasted money. On the yeah, take him to school, because now the degree is just there at home, you know? <laughs> and, you know, my mother always explains to them, and, and, and she's like, yo, you guys don't know that music is a business in itself. Yeah. You know, he doesn't just go on stage and perform only. There's so many things, because he does things on his own, you know, mm-hmm. and with his company, and all these things, mm. he needs to know what is happening within the business. Yeah. Is your mom quite supportive? Um, now, yeah. Now. <laughs> now that things like, are working. Yeah, like now, yeah. Like, um, at, at, at some point, she was, but like it was always on some, you know that if things don't work out, you can still get a job, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you have a degree. Like, I mean, that's true, though. Like, that is, yeah. like, and that is dope, though, that like, yeah. no one can take that away from you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So it was always like, you know, but I feel like after just like seeing like a lot of things, um, you know, come out of my music career, like the endorsements, you know, the airplay, you know, here and then, and she's like, the plane oh, tickets, <laughs> the plane tickets, you know, getting a video call from, from, from overseas. And I'm just like, Hey, yo, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it kind of made her, you know, more accepting of, the actual But at the time career. she was a little worried. Yeah. And also, you know what also helped? Um, because I know my mother's quite religious. So me using emotional, you know, like an emotional angle on some 
gave me a talent, you know, like God okay. gave me yeah. talent. It's God given. We can't say no to that. It's, it's your gift. <laughs> it's my gift, mm. you know. <laughs> and I, I think that, you know, hit, you know, because she's very religious. So anything that I come through with like the Bible, it's always <laughs> going to be like, oh, because you know me now. You know that I'm religious. You, you know, know what? And you know what's weird right. is like, like that principle stands true even without the religion there. It's like, you know, even without it being God-given or whatever, it's yeah, like, yeah. these are your talents. You mm. should be allowed to pursue them. For like, sure. You know, mm. these are the things that you've been, like, given. you know, you can say whatever, given, gifted, yeah, yeah. blessed with, just dumb fucking luck led us to these points <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. these are the things that we lack and can do. Mm. And, you know, we should be allowed to pursue, pursue them. them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So how was your after experience? Well, it was, it was quite. It was quite interesting. I see you're trying to find uh, some diplomatic words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, very careful with it. You know, yeah, trying to be very careful, careful. with uh, how I approach this question. Um, it was very interesting um, and a very um, fruitful and quite like exposing experience. Well, I learned a lot about myself and just learned a lot about. Um, after as well and you learn much about film um i did forget <laughs> <laughs> it like wow like I like did. about like yourself like... about after but the one thing that you were there for i i did i okay i picked i picked up a lot of that but mm. um i'm not a i'm not a school person so i couldn't like see it through um i, I like to be Practical. in the world even though it was a practical college. <laughs> it's just, it's different when you have to go and work with certain people. And yeah. Like, like, you know, like you're obligated to yeah. do a lot of stuff compared yeah. to where it's just like, you let's just go create this thing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And just, there were just like things that just got in the way. Because like sometimes, um, okay, what happened was when I went into AFTA, the initial plan was to get um, a degree in music. Um, but it's not like music, like playing. It's like musical performance. Because yeah. I, I, I wanted to Beyond use stage. that information for my career. So, um, midway, I just realized these people don't know what they're doing. So, <laughs> let me just, let me go learn something new. So, I joined the film school and um, I was learning about cinematography. So, in the music school... We didn't even get access to the studio because most of the time the film school just like booked it out. <laughs> so I was just like, what's the whole point of the music side of like the music yeah. side of things? If I can't even like actually record songs and actually build myself a profile like all the film students are doing yeah. and actually get work out of this. And um, that's when I just realized like, let me just jump the ship and just actually do this by myself. And it's going quite well. It's going quite well. But what did you get out of after that you found actionable? Um, I did learn quite a lot. In that little um, music mess, I did learn um, about performance. And um, yeah, I just, I, I think I learned about performance. I was quite aware of it, but it was nice to also just like get it from like a lecturer and just yeah. like um, a, a school um like a steady like a yeah, way. Yeah, not just yeah. you busy going 
I think this is how it works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you've read interviews with celebrities yes. and like you start piecing stuff together about how the industry works. Exactly. Yeah. But you, like until you're in it though, like that's even the thing though, like studying can teach you a lot. Yeah. But it can't teach you like what it's like to be on the ground, exactly. like in exactly. whatever industry it is. Although we, we were saying yesterday, like it does help a little bit in terms of like terminology yeah. and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Because yeah. for me, like I came into like, you know, being an editor of, like, a culture website uh-huh. and didn't know any of the terminology for either side of the, <laughs> of the spectrum, you know? <laughs> chatting to the artists or chatting on the business side. Yeah. I'm just speaking English and everyone else is speaking their own fucking language. For sure, for sure. So, like, at least, like, yeah, studying does give you that. It and gives yeah. you a bit of a foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But mm. nothing can prepare you for actually doing the real that world. stuff. Life, life. totally different. But um, I wouldn't undo it. I wouldn't do it any other way. I, I, I really, I'd prefer it this way. Actually, I, wa- I actually wanted my mom to give me the money for the degree. And, and invest it in the business. And invest it in my career. Just open up a studio and just start recording and just have my own label. But obviously, you, you just can't tell your parents that. It's well, like, you would you like if you had known some people at the time could have uh, done a business plan. You know, it could have helped me out. Yeah. I could have been able to pitch this, and it would have made sense. Because I don't, yeah, I don't see parents like you know just giving you money without like a plan. But if you had to come yeah. to them with like this was my dream, like yeah. Uh, it's weird it depends on people's parents but also so like because a degree means so much to parents exactly mm. like, like I'm just gonna go and do music like you're not even gonna start like with the backup plan you just <laughs> go straight yeah. to the music and I, think, I think also it's just like the time that they were born in yeah you know? well yeah they had such they didn't have opportunities yes. you know like, like, like my mother didn't believe me when I told her that there are people who get paid to post yeah like she's like wait just to post on, on, on like social media. I'm like, yeah. She's like, because she doesn't have social media. But yeah. she's like, wait, so many people tell me about posts on Facebook and all these things. And they're just busy there um, with jokes, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you're, telling me, you're telling me there are people. I'm like, yeah. Like people get like 5,000 posts or whatever, you know? She's like, it, it can't make sense to her. You know, that someone can just literally be on their phone and, and just, get 5,000. Yeah, that's even the thing. It's like, it's not even just like, you know, the apartheid barriers. It's the technology. It's the culture. Yeah. On yeah. A whole different level. So it's not even just the, you have more opportunities. It's the kinds of opportunities that exist are so mm. different than have ever existed before. So, exactly, exactly. Parents. I wouldn't even see this happening either. People getting paid to post. Like, yeah. the whole influencer thing. Like People pay to, get coming. paid to play games. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, like people I'm, get paid I'm to get food on YouTube. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, there are oh, there's so many insane but, ways to like make like things work. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing also that I just realized and I keep educating people about it every time they're the conversation comes up, you know, because um, I'm in the township like a lot, you know, so we'll be sitting and, and having a conversation and someone will bring up the unemployment um, chat. like chat, you know, yeah. and we'll be on some, ah, oh, there's no jobs and wah, 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 you know, and some, some people might blame it on like technology and say like a lot of things that were done by 
previously done by humans or now done by machines and machines can get them done quicker and whatever, you know. And I'm like... I mean, that is as, displacements, but it's not... Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, as much as that's a thing, you know, because I'm not going to totally disregard what you're saying. Obviously, but society mm. needs to adapt, evolve, continue. Like, yeah. there's new opportunities. There's and, new opportunities. Yeah, that's what I tell them. Like, there's new opportunities. There's, that technology has given you a new way to do something. Exactly. There's this, and I tell them about the posting and all these things. It's like, they're like, what? There's, there's things like that. I'm like, yeah, you can literally do this, 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 this on your phone. Mm. And not even in front of a computer. Just like on your phone. You have a smartphone, don't you? Yes. Oh, mm. you can actually mm. do this mm. and this and this. Documenting different parts of life. Like, you know, mm. can, like, that's the thing. You could become like a township influencer. Like, yeah. 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 There's, there's quite a few that I know. They, they might not brand themselves as township, like, influencers, but like, their aesthetic is very like gas. Yeah. You know, and they attract like a lot of like sponsors from Kangol. Like, you know? <laughs> it's like a lot. You know, I won't mention any names, but it's like a lot of guys who use that aesthetic, you know? Yeah. yeah. So oh, man, this is I feel like we are in an age whereby you get paid for your ideas. Mm. You know, to more degree, than yeah. yeah, more than like like the people, maybe, maybe even it's been it's been happening for a while that maybe we haven't been aware of it, because if you if you if you think about it, everything that we see is an idea. Of yeah. course, like like someone thought of it, like someone yeah. thought, you know, there'll be a fan, and this is what its function will be. Well, yeah, they were like, we need to cool down. How does like what what are ways we can do this? And yeah. then, but it's also. Ideas also take from other ideas. It's always yeah, about sure. like what's come before it, and then you see that, and you see that, and you go, ah, those two things together mm. can now solve our purpose. You know, like the fan, you have mm. a motor, and then you have the blades. Mm. You for know, sure, like for sure, the for two sure. things are completely separate, but mm. now it's one thing. One, one thing, thing, you know, but I, and also carrying it through, also because like I, I feel like that's not where it starts. Oh, just having an idea. We've all had lots of ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many times have you told a friend bro. about this idea you've got? Bro, and yeah. Like, yeah. it goes bro. nowhere. The thousands of businesses that could have been started, right? But you know. but it's also it's we're not given the tools like necessarily like if you look at the way school is. Yeah, we're not. You're not taught to be able to think for yourself. To be able to, you know, look at society and see, like, you know, jobs going or whatever. And now and how much opportunities? Tra- exactly. Right. You're taught, fuck. Like I got told these things for this stuff, yeah. and now this stuff isn't valid anymore. What the fuck am I meant to do? Mm-hmm. Like, it's I don't know. Like the way like that's. Uh, I struggle with this stuff because it's like, I just want society as a whole to be better. Like, so I don't necessarily want to blame individuals, but I do also understand that we as individuals have a lot of power. Like, but in the dif- whole grand scheme of things. Yeah. Of course, but different people have different levels of power and have also got different psychologies based on their experiences in life and have been built and broken in different ways. And so it's such a, like, tough conversation personally for me to have about that, you know, like where it's like, like, I do feel for people who are unemployed and feel like they can't, there's no hope for them. Mm-hmm. Like, that they don't know what they can do. And I know, like, even myself with my skills and stuff, mm-hmm. that at times I'm like, 
what can I really do? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I see the way journalism's going. I see the way lots of things have gone, and it's like, well, fuck. How do I adapt? How yeah. do I mm-hmm. like? And I have those fears, you know, that yeah. like stuff isn't going to work out for me. That there isn't going to be a place for me in the future, you know. Like, mm-hmm. so I do kind of get like you know cats on the streets, like thinking which, like that. Yeah. yeah. What are some of your fears in terms of career? Um, I I fear that I I'll never make it. Like, in when I say make it, like I was gonna say, yeah. What, what do you mean by making it? Yeah. Like superstar, like yo, it's no no small goals here. No yeah. small goals, like thirty Grammys and Nobel Peace Prize, and then. I'd like an Oscar as well. An Oscar, <laughs> I'd like an Emmy as well. I don't know. Just get the ego, Just I just want. I actually do want that. I really do want that, and um, just it would really break me if I don't get there, and if I don't make it, and I don't make this dream happen because I feel like I got dropped on this earth to make this talent happen, and if I don't. I would have failed but at the task. I mean, is there a level of success below 30 Grammys that you would be happy with? Yeah, okay. Maybe like <laughs> plan B, but then like C and D, no ways. <laughs> no ways. Just two options. Superstar and like fairly not superstar. Yeah, like I think that is one of our biggest fears as creatives. It's mm. just like... Not all of us. Not all of us. Like, yeah. but it's one, like the not making it is, well, not... It's not being successful, essentially. I guess some of us have different fears in terms of, like, what that means, you Mm. know, whether it's personal, whether it's public, whether it's, you know, for you, Mm. you want to be a superstar. You you want that public level of success. It's Mm. not even just about, you know, being good at what you do. Mm -hmm. You want everyone to know it's kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And for yourself? Um, I don't necessarily feel like I have any fears. With regards to my career. I know, I hate chatting to you. You're so confident <laughs> and you're so... <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just we, being real. We've always, no, that's the thing, we've chatted for years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're always just like, yeah, no, I'm doing this thing. This is how it's going to work. And, and, then, and, and then I'm like, how do you like just know? And then you do it and it works. And I'm just like, fuck this up. It's like, where's the self-doubt? I literally, um, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like, like, from a kid, as I said, bro, like, seeing things, seeing myself say I want certain things and actually getting them, you know, and even probably getting even more than what I had anticipated has given me the level of, you know, um, saying I want things and having this belief that it will happen and not necessarily even fearing it not happening, you know. So, for you, it's not even, like, a thing of, like, I've succeeded at these things, so I know I'm going to succeed more. You've just always been like, no, I'm just going to succeed. Yeah, that's that's it. Like, I'm going to have this level of success as an artist. I'm going to have this level of success in my finances. I'm going to have this level of success in my family and, you know, um, and relationships in general, you know. Um, and that's it. Like, there's no fear in between. Like, it's written in stone. I've written it out. It's like, it's there. For sure. I would love to have your brain for a day. Like, <laughs> but trust me, it's... Because, bro, like, me, I'm, like, in the morning, I'm like, 
I'm a shit. I'm like, you know, I'm going to kill it. Like these things, everything I'm going to do is going to work. Yeah. And then by like three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm just like, I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no doubt. The doubt definitely comes in, bro. Like, um, I think we, we, we talked about this um, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, about the, the fact that, you know, I have this vision book. Yeah. You know, whereby like I'll, I'll, I'll give like a description of what I want to be at a certain age, you know, like, I'm 27 now, so I have a description yeah. that I'm working towards, you know, and I have no fear of not getting it because I, I just have that confidence in me attaining that, you know, um, that level at this age that I'm at, you know. So we have the self-doubt. I have self-doubt, bro. Like, I'll probably write that down and then three days after... Like, that's stupid. <laughs> not, not necessarily. I'll look at one of I'll the things... Like yeah. <laughs> I'll look at one of the things... Or I'll probably reach out to someone I said I'd work with and they probably don't reply. Like they leave you on red for a day and yeah. then you're like, oh, fuck. But then like two days later, they're actually like, hey, sorry, bro, I didn't check it. would love exactly. to work with you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's happened so many times. If you could see it, you'd see me scratching out people's names and then putting their names back again because they somehow gave me hope that now we're actually going to... But is there anything more terrifying than sending like those messages to people when you want to yeah. work with them, when you want to do projects, when you yeah. like, when you want to like do proposal stuff? It's yeah. like, you know, I'm working on a proposal for a residency at the moment. And it's yeah. just like every word is terrifying because oh. it's just like, I just want you to say yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, all I'm trying to say in this proposal. Please say yes. You know, you know, you know what I give myself. You're just like, like they're gonna say yes. No, no, no not even, not even. <laughs> like sometimes this is this is this is what it's okay makes if me don't. calm. This is what makes me calm, uh-huh. right? I'm focused. Like for me, as much as I'm, I'm about like okay, this is what I want to do, and this is who I want to work with. But my end goal is something that I always keep in mind. It's like that's where I'm trying to go. And maybe me saying I want to work with Rhea Black isn't going to get me there. And that's why she's so not it's okay seeing if the it vision. doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. That's why she's not seeing what I'm seeing. Okay. And so that's you, so fine. you have the long term vision, and there's other things that you put down that you write down that you're like, I would like this to happen. Yes, but if it yes. doesn't happen, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So to make myself feel better, because I'm always trying to do that, bro. Like because you're still trying to. Do, it's like it's okay. This didn't happen. Now we're still going forward to like exactly because the, the grander vision is this. Yeah. yeah, and and just telling myself that maybe, just maybe. The person that I wanted to work with, that direction isn't going to take me there. I yeah. believe that I'm being carried to that. So maybe I just went off rail with going to work with that person. You understand? Sure. That's why I'm getting the treatment that I'm getting because now I'm off the track. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and I should. So that's stick. why it's not working. That's, that's actually why not it's not going to work for you. Exactly. Like, bro, I have so many. These things are debatable, but for me, I choose to. To, to stick with things that make me feel better. Yeah. You know, like, I, I hardly entertain um, Ooh, ideologies. Yeah, like ideologies that's... that won't make me feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, someone could say, um, for instance, they want to work with Rhea Black, and she says she doesn't reply or whatever, and then feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for me, if I want to work with Rhea Black, and she says no, well, she doesn't reply or whatever the case may be, I'm like, cool. You know, but I still want to get to that level. Yeah. And as I said, maybe 
um, me working with Rio Black was taking me off track. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just not the right time. Like, yeah. it'll happen exactly. down the road. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's the thing. But knowing me, bro, I'm very petty. I'll probably not work with her when... I've been she, yeah. That's like me. That. Like, that is, <laughs> like uh, I'll probably not work with her, bro. I remember you never replied to a message seven years ago and you sent me an email for something. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm totally like... I'm leaving you too. on red. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm petty. So I'll probably... Even if I do work with the person later on, but, like, Seeing them hit me up on on, on like, some. Mm. Now you now you want now to work with me. Mm-hmm. Hey? You know, now so, now I'm big enough. Hey? Yeah. Exactly. You know. So for uh, me, that's, that's just so thing, funny right? that we all like that. But I think that is just yeah. our, our ego is just creative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so touchy. Like in sense, like creative people are so sensitive. Oh, nice. Like. Rah. <laughs> Rah. It's so funny when you think about it. So yeah, I think that's gonna bring us to the end of this. Ah oh, man, it's that been so cool. Nice. That's yeah, a really like, nice chat. Yeah, it was a really, really cool chat. I really mm. enjoyed this. Thank you so much for your time, guys. And ah, like, yeah, it. stoked you had a good gig last night. Mm. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many more builds you do together in the future. Mm-hmm. That was like quite an interesting thing, though. Eh? Yeah, yeah really like cool. being on the same boat. Yeah. Must be cool to at least be able to like, yeah, like you know, go to gigs together instead of having to, like, go to separate gigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. It is much more better. Just, like, knowing that I don't have to travel from where I am to go to your side and make sure that I'm done with my performance before you perform <laughs> first. So, it's yeah, yeah it's it, it was really convenient for us. Yeah. Cool. We'll chat about all of that down the road in a few years. But cool. <laughs> Thank you very much. So good, so good, bro.